Today's podcast is brought to you by Eggshell Light Company. For over 45 years, Eggshell Light Company has been the go-to specialty shop handling the lighting needs for all that grace the shores of beautiful Hawaii. Combining the artistic methods of the theater with the speed and efficiency of the musical touring industry, they have pioneered event lighting throughout the Hawaiian Islands. They specialize in supply of top shelf equipment and designers for broadcast concerts, corporate, and special events. From the smallest weddings to televised concerts and the largest corporate clients, they know this is your most important event. It is their goal to make sure you feel that way. Aloha from Eggshell Light Company. Welcome everyone to another episode of LD at Large Podcast. My name is Chris Lose. I am the designer relations developer at Ayrton Lighting, as well as columnist for PLSN Magazine. I hope you're all listening and reading and enjoying. Today, I'm very happy to invite a very good friend of mine. We've worked together many times on a few projects. He is one of my favorite personalities in the industry, and I'm very happy to be able to spend an hour with him. His name is Eric Wade. He is the production designer at Crossfade Design, LLC. Thank you so much, Eric, for sitting uh, with me for an hour today. Absolutely, man. I, I miss sitting next to you at a console, but uh, this is the best we while. get to come up with now. I am uh, I'm very thankful for the technology that we can still get to do this, but I would much rather sit, sit next to a console uh, talking about colors and lights and beams and stuff than, than this distant, socially isolated conversation, but, but here we are. Yeah, yeah, no, we don't have the... Uh aftermath anymore either you know the out to dinners and all that stuff so no uh, everything is that's kind of half of it really those are the moments i treasure the most for sure yeah i mean we've all been to the circle bar at the hard rock how many times so exactly well we know we don't get that anymore either no that's that's all gone i think it's going to be a an off center bar now from last i heard oh great yeah it'll be something but so i wanted to reach out to you today because like myself, you are one of the people in the industry who just can't sit still. There are any number of projects just rattling around in your brain. No matter what happens, you've always been one of those guys that just is always finding something to do. And I kind of want to reach out to you and see what it is that you're doing to keep your noggin busy these days. Well, that's a lot of it. I just was, you know, I can't, I sat around for three weeks and I thought I was about to go crazy. So, you know, I, I, I'm not a person to sit around and just wait for something to happen. Never have been. So, um, you know, that hence that's reason I, right now we have this whole project going with the UVC stuff because we started into that because really nothing else was going on. And I saw an area where we might could help people get back to work at some point. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, the way that came up was, I do a lot of arena consulting. As you know, you've done Little Caesars with me. You've done a few buildings with me. Mm-hmm. So they, I had all my ex-clients or clients reaching out and looking for solutions for a lot of the sports teams and things going on. So we quickly started looking into any kind of possible something they could use to you know, combat against what's going on. And, you know, the first thing you find are all the sprays and the disinfectants and the foggers and, you know, and, and we tried that. I went, I went before them and brought it up to a few of them. And, you know, first thing is, well, no, none of the, none of the players are going to want that near me. You know, they're all going to be concerned and owners are going to be concerned that a player may not be able to play because he got sick from something that got sprayed or, you know, there were all kinds of reasons. Mm-hmm. So, and as we know, you know, you, none of that stuff right now is probably proven. I mean, it's not like they've been spraying buildings for eons now. So it's, uh, so we quickly started looking at other things. First thing we, you know, went back to, because I've been, I started doing UVC installations in the early eighties with a company I worked for out of high school. Um, we did a lot of installs in clubs and nightclubs back then for dance floors. It's like in the big heyday of disco and all that <laughs> stuff, you know? So, you know, some of these nightclubs were over the top. I mean, we, yeah, you're talking 1980 and I did an install in, in a nightclub that was three and a half million dollars worth of lights. Who, who did that back then? You know, mm-hmm. not many people. So the owner of that company at the time though, was uh, he was an XTI engineer. And he developed quite a few UVC items back then. And we actually, in several of those clubs, we would install UVC items above the doors and around the bars 
to disinfect when the bar closed at night. So basically, mm -hmm. it would, you would leave the building and you'd key on your key code for the alarm and the alarm system is what would actually activate the UVC. So, you know, and I'm going back to early 80s, we were doing that. So the first thing that came to my head after this was, you know, all right, I'm going to look for some UVC items. And, when, and if you have been out there looking around, you quickly notice that there's a ton of them, but they're super expensive. Mm -hmm. So we just quickly went, all right, we got to build something for our team. So that's where we went. We started doing it, you know, just to find something that was affordable. If ever there was a place that needed disinfectant, it's the disco nightclubs of the 80s. And oh, yeah. even today. I mean, they... Yeah, you're talking about in the free ecstasy, <laughs> not legal days even. So <laughs> it was a little nasty in a lot of those places. So you were doing this back in the 80s, and I think we, it just fell off because people thought we were invincible. But now we've been reminded that we're not invincible and we're not necessarily top of any food chain anymore. We're, we're kind of realizing like, oh my God, we have to protect ourselves against things like mites and viruses and bacteria and mold, you know, and everything. Yeah. And I mean, UVC is very effective at deactivating all of those things without the, the unintended consequences of the sprays and the fogs and stuff, which are, they're great in for, you know, hand disinfectant and, you know, lathering your body should you need to, but they're not that effective at killing, uh, deactivating the things on surfaces and whatnot. Right. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, and, and you not to mention you have the human era as well. All that is going to be applied by a human and, Mm -hmm. You know, we've all been to the grocery store and seen somebody wipe down the cart. You know, it's the, it's the, <laughs> it's a little girl up there with the same rag over and over wiping down one little spot on the cart. You know, it's, uh, it's not going to quite get it, but you know, where UVC it's light. I mean, whatever it's seeing, it's disinfecting. So it's, yeah. uh, it's a proven tech. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I guess, you know, the thing I hear is a lot of skepticism and people, going, well, it's really new and it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's not proven. And it is completely flip-flop of that. There is so much proof that it actually works and is effective that you can pretty much go blind reading about it on the internet. Oh, and I have, I have there's, for sure. There's, it's out there. All you can do is read it. I mean, companies like Philips have spent millions of dollars proving it, you know? So mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it's the safest, most effective way, I think, of combating it in, especially in our business, you know, the dressing rooms and the locker rooms and the backstage areas. And there's a lot of pluses to it, you know, that can, can combat against a lot of things. Not, and I'm not, and I, I mean, that's what I try to tell people every day too. It's not really just about coronavirus. I mean, mm -hmm. this is, you're, you're talking, the flu knocks more people out of work every year probably than, than this has, you know, if you go over the years and years of it, mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, I did find an article the other day, it was pretty interesting as well. Uh, Singapore installed, and whether this is true, I really need to investigate that a little more, but I found an article that said Singapore had installed UVC in a lot of their school systems. Mm -hmm. And after the year after installation, they saw an increase of 80% of attendance of people showing up to school. And, and I'm, I'm guessing that's just Interesting. You know, not getting the flu, you know, or, or other, you know, things going on. So kind of interesting. Interesting. So without the flu as an excuse, people are just like, oh, well, I guess I have to go to school all the time now. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I guess it was just keeping that many students out of school, you know, over the, over the year, you know, I mean, you think about it, you get the flu at work, you know, if we're in an office, which we don't typically work in offices all the time together, mm -hmm. but you know, people that do, if it, one person comes to work with the flu, it ends up just pretty much going around the entire company. So everybody's yeah. going to, at one point, going to be off a week because they got the flu. So you compound that by a school system of thousands of kids. You know, there's your difference there. Yeah, I'll have to look into the correlation and causation there, but it's, you know, I, I don't doubt that that's a, a, a huge factor. I can't deny the fact that if you keep people safe and, and healthy, then they're going to go to school. They're going to go to work more often. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they'll feel more comfortable. They're not going to get as sick as often. I mean, there's some pluses to it for sure. So one of the things I've been dealing with also is people going like, well, isn't that just the same as sunlight? And, and the answer is yes and no. Yes, UVC does exist in sunlight, but not in the isolated 
and uh, concentrated amounts that the UVC lights produce. Right. Well, and it is a different kind of UV. Actually, the sunlight UV is more harmful to you than UV B or C, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, where as you get lower number, the the penetration into your skin gets less. So it really is just a topical when you get down to the UVC area. It doesn't mm-hmm. penetrate beyond the skin surface. You know, yes, right. it is a little bit more harmful on the eyes. You can get, you know, welder's blindness where, you know, you go out pretty much, you know, you just have to use the appropriate PPE. I mean, it's like if you're going to go use your arc welder in the driveway and you do it in shorts and a tank top, you're going to be Rocky Raccoon in the morning <laughs> and you're not going to be seeing for a couple hours. You know, it's kind of the same difference. Right. <laughs> That's what I like to equate it to at least. So what Eric has been talking about is that UVC does exist in the sunlight, but it's also very harmful. And it, it uh, when UVC is on, it sh- you should not be in the area. You should not be exposed to UVC. You shouldn't be exposing it to plants, animals, uh, living, people. Pretty much it, it, the, the key there is living things. Right. That's kind of the key. I mean, I, and that's why you're able to kill viruses and bacteria and germs and molds because it is a living organism. Right. So. It's, so UVC actually goes in and alters, it deactivates the DNA. It actually goes in and it makes it so that viruses and any living organism is less likely to reproduce, which yeah, is it why it, Correct. it can't replicate. So that's why it's so effective at killing, deactivating viruses because it, 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 it stops them in their tracks. Yeah. Yeah. It's puts on the red light. And it's a, uh, it's basically a, a very, Distinct did wavelength of light. Quote? I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, and it's tough for, for people to see the cause and the effect because it's invisible to the naked eye. You, you're like, oh, you just turn on, an, on a light and you want me to think that that's making me better? Yes, it's been proven. Yeah. We all have the science to back it up. We've seen it in place. There's videos, there's scientific data backing up these UVC fixtures. And it's, it's amazing. They've been using it in hospitals and patients rooms and ORs and ERs since the 1950s. You know, yeah. it's, it's not, it, this is nothing new that Phillips patent on UVC bulbs, just their bulbs alone was in 1950. Oh, so wow. that tells you something there. And then the FDA put waivers on it in 1958 because they didn't warrant it dangerous enough to have to have a waiver on it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, to regulate it. So the problem is, is a lot of other uh, less ethical manufacturers have come out with their UV technology and it, they just put a, a blue or an indigo light on something and called it UV technology. And that led to a lot of skepticism and even denial of the science. Right. Because technically, I, you know, like even on sites like Amazon, you can't actually, they, they're really particular about putting anything out there that is UVC or harmful. So you'll mm-hmm. find a lot, you'll see these wands and things out there. They'll, they'll say UVC cleansing, you know, kills bacteria, viruses, and germs. And then when you go through their technical data and start reading it, you'll find that all those lamps are going to be UVA lamps. Right. Which, you know. It, not the same and yeah in the in essence you're gonna use a tanning bed so yeah they, they've really done a disservice doing that because they've really taken a life-saving utensil and added a, an amount of skepticism to it and that's yeah yeah it's, it's not the case think that it's not effective uh so you were saying that you're actually doing some installs these days as well can you can you talk about some of the installations that you're doing yeah, we're well, we're doing a lot of quotes right now. Our company right now, what we're trying to do is get some of these installs into the arenas. Uh, we've done a couple of quotes already for MGM for all their, all their arenas in Vegas. Uh, we're working right now with Chase Center with the Golden State Warriors, try to get them a quote. You know, it's people are starting to ask for these quotes now and these installs and get them done. We've, we've got some very cool items now that we can, and, and really our items are no more than scenic elements that you would use for a show. You know, we're hanging somebody else's product normally on these items and, and we're just covering the buildings with them. So we have a pod system that we've created now so that the photometrics overlay enough that you get in, in essence, a triple overlay of dosage everywhere it goes. So you can drop these in. We've got ribbon lifts that move the pods up and down. We've got hoist systems that move them so that you, we could go 
you basically install and UV treat an entire arena. Wow. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They're, if you, uh, on our website, I think it's on Crossfade's website, should be, we've done a couple of the photometric studies of the buildings and we do thermal scans showing <laughs> the dosage and the amount of time it takes so you can see what's actually going to get covered in the room by the design. So it's, uh, you know, it's going to be a game changer if somebody goes. It's not cheap to do. I mean, none of this stuff's cheap. But, you know, if it's, if it's the appropriate thing, that's the way I should probably put it. If it's a real item, it's not going to be a cheap item because real products are obviously you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. You know, I had, matter of fact, I had a phone call this morning from a client um, and they just found these UVC air cleaners, you know, and it was EMS air cleaner, you know, this, you know, <laughs> and they go, they, we're, we're looking at these are only $400, you know, I read through it. Of course, it's UVA, not UVC. And, you know, it states it could do large rooms when in, in essence, it says 400 square foot max. And, you know, and you can tell right away, there's no listings on it. And it's probably a China product or or mm -hmm. a cheap China product, I should say, because mm -hmm. there's great products still that come out of China, obviously. Right. But there's there's still those that are the dollar store items, I would call yeah. it, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's really what it was. And those are the items that are really hurting the industry right now, I think, in a whole of getting real products out into real people's hands. Yeah, I'll probably get in trouble, but I mean, these are the Alibaba products, the ones that are like, man, yeah, I don't know yeah. about that. It's, right? Yeah, you you have to look. Yeah, they're they're not they're not screening their customers. They're they're just placing stuff up. It's quantity. Right. Well, they don't care what they sell on Alibaba. You know, it's just give me something to sell. You know? Yeah, That's what it is. You know, and it it requires a, an Eric Wade to go through and like, no, look, you guys, this you're not getting you're not getting the product and that's why you're going to get gypped out of the, the, the $400. You're just, you're going to waste the $400. You're going to have to spend a little more with me to get the products that are actually going to show you that 80% attendance increase that you're hoping for. Right. And, and it's going to be, you know, again, everybody's product that brings it to us. I mean, you know, cause we're installing, I mean, you know, even, I even had a talk with somebody the other day about using golden sea products, even on, on some of our items. Mm -hmm. I'm open to using, any product that proves itself, you know, yeah. long as long as it works and it has the output that it needs and it does the disinfection and it's a reliable product built right, it, why wouldn't you use it? You know, it's uh, that's a no brainer at that point. Yeah, I'm with you. This is not the time to be uh, brand specific. This is the time to get the information out there and get products in place that are going to save save lives and. Save lives, get people to work. You yeah, know, that's all. Come, that's that's the it. common goal here. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, people are right now are going broke, sitting around home. You know, yeah. it's, uh, our our industry, especially, has, I think, taken probably the worst hit I've ever seen it take. And I've been in the business almost forty years, mm -hmm. so seeing what's going on right now is I've never ever experienced. Normally, we're the re the one that never gets affected by anything, you know, you mm -hmm. war, fathom, everything. We, we, everybody wants to be entertained, <laughs> but this, yeah. this has stopped us right in our tracks. I mean, I'm with you. I'm, I've never, I hope to never see this again. And I hope that by doing the UVC, we can avoid this in the future. We can, we can go in and say, no, this, this building is UVC protected and uh, we can do a show tonight. We can disinfect it. We can do it between uh, morning. shows. You can do all of that. If you design it right, and that's the key, that's what we've been doing with our designs, is making sure that we're able to, to lay out the building enough that we can disinfect it fast. Right. You know, our business is all about fast. You know, <laughs> yeah, you can go find a product that you can put in there and do it in 24 hours, but, you know, all of our people want it, you know, in two minutes, you know, so... You know, so, you know, especially these arenas, you know, that most of the arenas, if they've got a hockey team and a basketball team, you're talking about three, a minimum, the most you're going to get is three, three hours of dead time because of the turnarounds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so they've really got to be able to disinfect that arena in three hours to be safe. Yeah. So it's all about speed. So what Eric's talking about is why you need these calculators is because it is a valid concern about the shadows. When you install UVC into an arena, there's going to be shadows and those are going to be uh, immune. So you, you're going to have to wait long enough for any sort of mites or bacteria to, to migrate into the areas where they're going to get 
deactivated. Yeah, or, so, and you've got to cover as, in the, the area as best you can. I mean, right. again, it's the way to equate it is it's just another really good precautionary measure. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be about 95 to 98% effective. Yes, you're not going to get up under in an arena. All right. So, yeah, I had somebody ask me the other day, well, can, if I get up underneath the seat in the back on the wall, is that covered? Well, no, but I didn't realize, you know, you're down on your feet and knees and reaching underneath seats way in the back. You know, yeah. I, you know it's, it's mainly to get those high-touch areas. Right. You know, it's that every common area. You know, it's what I tell people all the time. It's it, the odds on the other end, you're just playing the odds. You know, if you're going to reach up under that seat, you, you should already know, you know, that yeah. they, it's going to be filthy under there. I mean, they, they don't clean them now. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not reaching under there on a normal day. Right. <laughs> No, it's, you, you've made it uh, very, very clear. Nothing in this world is 100% effective. There, that doesn't exist. Uh, if, right. you want, if you want 100% bets, don't go. There's don't nobody. Go house. Yeah, don't drive yeah. a car. Don't no. uh, I mean, don't think of it like a, plane. a metal detector. You know, you put metal detectors in arenas. And, and again, 20 years ago, you would have never considered that. Right. That wouldn't have been an option. Why do we need metal detectors? Are you crazy? No. Well, Those no, aren't 100 percent effective look at it today. It's a yeah. normal. You can't walk into a building anymore without a metal detector, right? Yeah. But it's still just a precautionary measure. It's a yet another level of protection that is just something to combat another problem. And yep. not to say some kook's not going to still get through. People, you know, somebody will get through. They'll figure yep. out a way. You know, yep. there's. You just got to up your security in other places. You're kind of you're in the same ballpark here. Yeah. That's a great analogy. Yeah. It's really the same thing. And it's the high risk places like the, the bathroom, uh, the bar sales, the ticket counters where there's going to be interaction and there has to be interaction. There has to be one person handing another thing to another person. Correct. Yeah. That's, those are the hotbeds. Handrails, doors. You know, there's, you want to cover those high touch. It's all high touch areas. ATMs, yeah, uh, elevators. That. Yeah, and you can treat all that. Elevators you know? are probably the easiest place where you can just shut them down for 10 minutes, turn on the fixture, and you got a clean elevator. And yeah. With well, and shadows. You know, it's funny you brought that up. We were looking at one of those the other day. We actually could do, you could actually UVC cleanse an elevator while it's in operation because there's always a moment when there's not people in it. Oh, yeah. So, and, and they already have all the automation in place. So yeah. you could do a permanently installed fixture when the elevator has sensors that knows that it's empty. It cleanses until the door opens and runs again. So, Oh my God. Imagine just the, the elevator market alone. Right. I mean, I find stuff every day now. I get calls from people wanting, for instance, a DC version, you know, what, you mm -hmm. know, can you make something in a DC version? There's it, it all kinds of things something to do the inside of a car, you know, it, it's on and on and on. Uh, matter of fact, we had a call the other day about building something custom for a car dealership because they've been using sprays and disinfectants on the test drive vehicles. Oh man. And so they have to clean it, wipe it down, take somebody for a ride, get back, clean it, wipe it down. And one of the guys from the dealership that called us said, you know, the problem I'm having now is I'm putting a customer in this car and when they get in, it just smells like bleach and antiseptic instead of new car smell. And he goes, they don't want to buy that. You know, no. they're not interested. So. so this is, I've already seen this in place where they're doing it on buses. And I can't remember which country it is, but I've seen the photos and I've seen the videos where they just roll a bus in to a garage, close yep. both the front and the back door. The bus sits in there for five, uh, five minutes or so, depending on the size of the vehicle, you got to do a different calculation. But I would imagine a car, you could do it in a few oh, minutes. Yeah, you can do it in about, if, if you're doing it right, the, the one design we have right now for vehicles, you pull a, for instance, a Ford truck in, open all the doors, you go outside, you type in your keypad entry code, the doors roll down, they're electric, it closes, lights kick on, it runs for about three and a half minutes, and now your doors open up, you're ready to go. Almost zero unintended consequences here. You're just talking about there's no chemicals being sprayed. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. no antiseptic. There's no bleach. There's no injections. No. And, you know, and people go, well, what about the UV hurting all the materials and the leather and all? Everything today 
is got UV protection in it. I, can, yeah. I have had a hard time finding anything that doesn't actually, because we were trying to do some tests even, because we have these test strips and we have things to, to actually check the levels of, of nanometers and how much it's disinfected in the jewels. And we, we just start going through it and it's like, man, I can't find anything without UV protection. Yeah. Everything. I mean, even I even couldn't find clothes without UV protection. So really everything today has got protection in it. It's not like, mm -hmm. the, you know, if you go back to the thirties that, yeah, that wasn't the case, but now everything, I mean, I've contacted the seat manufacturers from the arenas. We've reached out to everybody we can to find out what they do to their materials and all mm -hmm. their goods. So, and, and there's plenty of studies out on it as well. I mean, it's for UVC to, to degrade materials, the amount of exposure is very extreme. I mean, yeah. you know, especially when we're just doing flash exposure, you know, right. that's truly what we're doing. It's a quick blast to kill to the level we need to kill to, and you're off. It's not like you're running it 24 seven. You don't need to, mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you've probably been looking at like Jules, Right now, they measure everything by joules to, right. to kill germs and viruses and bacteria. They got coronavirus at a seven. Right. Right now, I mean, most of the products out right now, you can, you can kill seven in three minutes, three, five minutes. Right. You know, flu, though, is up in the 40s. And then you got, you know, strains of SARS and H1N1. They're all up in the high, two, you know, middle 200s. So, you know, it just depends on what you're wanting to disinfect and kill. Yeah, which is why the UVC technology is not just for the COVID response. It's a it's yeah. something that we should have been doing a long time ago if we were all exactly a more clever species. If we followed Singapore, it sounds like you know exactly they they, they did it well before all this even happened. So <laughs> you know it's uh it yeah well Japan we've all been to, on tours in Japan and done shows in Japan. Every time you're down there, how long have they been wearing masks? You know, yeah. I, I mean. I did a Michael Jackson tour. We were down there. Warren Flynn and I were down there for, for months, you know, and yeah, people back then, and you're talking about, you know, late eighties and early nineties, they, they were wearing masks. Then if somebody gets sick, they'd put on a mask. You know, that's just looking out for your neighbors the way they looked at it. Yeah. This kind of goes back to the elevator thing too, is Japan is a very dense population. Tokyo. I think Tokyo has got to be in the top 10 most dense populations of, oh, of yeah. the planet in the history. And they use elevators all the time because they're packed so high. Right. Uh, Singapore's the same, Hong Kong especially. So yeah. you and I, are, we're very fortunate in a place where we don't live in a place where I, I mean, I could go months without even experiencing an elevator up here in uh, Ontario. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm the same way. Even in Dallas, I mean, there's not, I mean, there's buildings with elevators, but, you know, you, you very seldom are you in one. Yeah, so based on their population density, they've come to realize that these are things that we need to do when we're that dense of things. When we're in an arena, we're kind of emulating that population density. And if UVC allows us to get back to being dense, where we can all be in a room together and crowd to the front row, then this is what we got to do. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Right now, it's effective. We're using it right now. Top ranked boxing is going. We actually have a show going. Hey, it's amazing. So, <laughs> oh, that's refreshing. They started. They started up a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, we did our load in there in Vegas. We part of what got them going again is Brad Jacobs, the COO of, of Top Rank, was very specific on wanting to make sure everything was perfect and. The commission, we had to, everybody had to submit everything to the commission to actually get approval, even have fights. So they had to tell them what they were going to do to keep everybody safe and keep the fighters safe and keep the management team safe. And, and part of it was this whole UVC thing we did. We actually have fixtures in the rig. So we UVC cleanse the ring and around the ring uh, every day and every night. We have towers out there that do all the locker rooms and the practice areas. And, and the guys are, because of this, we're doing the show. We have a whole lighting rig hanging, video. We got inboxes there. I mean, it's a real show. It's happening. <laughs> that is great. That is so refreshing to hear. It's, and it's thanks to light. <laughs> light is the one that uh, makes it so that uh, we can avoid lawsuits. And the responsibility is on the promoters. Like, hey, no, look, we are taking these responsible We've steps. every precaution. Yeah. That is awesome to hear. Yeah. So Michael Nevitt, my partner is out there as the LD running it right now. My son, Brandon is 
board op. I got Sam Brown. One of our other guys is doing all the inbox and media servers. And we got all our crew guys there. It's uh, and it's neat. They're living they They were really not liking it for the first couple of weeks because they're operating in a bubble atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're having to do that testing. You're in the hotel, you're on your own floor and you go basically your room to the venue to your room, no going out of the hotel, not, you can't go anywhere. It's, you know, that was kind right. of a drag for me at, at first, but uh, now they've over the last few weeks, top rank has been amazing at getting things for the guys to do. They've put in games and they're, you know, made a game room now and they've got them a, a private swimming pool on the weekends and they've done a lot of stuff. Top rank has just gone overboard and really taken really good care of our guys. Well, wow, that's great to hear. So the, the bubble part of it, that sounds temporary. It sounds like, well, I mean, obviously we're not going to be doing that forever, but the UVC part, I don't think that's going to be temporary. That sounds like it's going to be around for quite a I while. Think, I think it's going to be the new permanent. I think it's going to be I just like after 9-11, everything changed, how we operate, security, airports, everything changed. We're about to experience that again is what's happening. Yeah, I agree with it's you. It's definitely going to change. I mean, right now, I, you know, I've had calls with uh, Robert Long, production manager for Kiss. You know, he was talking about the other day, the band will love it. You know, they'll, they'll want these in their dressing rooms, you know, mm-hmm. anything to make them feel more secure and safe. And, and that at the end of the day is kind of it. You're, if you're reducing exposure to these guys and doing something to keep them, you know, at least where they have to work, disinfected and clean same thing with our sports teams in the locker rooms you know you're you're just watching out for your client at that point yeah that's something we kind of have to address here that even if the science wasn't there to back it up the emotional side of it is still a thing there is the the theater of it not to just not to uh tear down the the emotional or the scientific side of it which is is valid but the emotions of it are a thing. It's going to say like, look, these are the things we're doing to make you feel safer. And we yeah. are, we're actually making people safer, but that's the problem with the, the sprays and the, the fogs. A lot of people have a, a, an emotional aversion to sprays and fogs. And yeah, I mean, it's, and, and you know, I'm not saying that it isn't effective and it doesn't work. It probably, I mean, no, it does. Obviously, a lot of, yeah, obviously it does. Um, but it's the same thing. Remember flying on the flights? I, I'm sure you do. You'd leave South America somewhere and the flight attendants come walking through the aisle, holding those spray cans in the air, walking through, spraying everything all the way through to kill fruit flies. Mm-hmm. You know, I always went and you smell it and you're like, oh, God, that cannot be good for me. Why am I breathing <laughs> this? <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, I'm still here, so obviously I guess it didn't kill me, but, you know, it's still you, uh, I mean, people are going to think about it. I, I, I have, I mean, we've tried talking to a few different people that want us to help promote their sprays or their foggers and that kind of stuff with, with our products or with our designs even. And uh, it's, it's just tough because I don't want to all of a sudden, you, you know, it doesn't take much to be the next roundup. You know, so, you know, poor Roundup, they thought they were doing the right thing, killing weeds. And then all of a sudden, you know, because some guy isn't washing his hands or keeping it on his hands and going and eating, he's getting sick. You know, I mean, again, and even with Roundup, I think it's a lot of that is just precautionary. People weren't taking the right safety measure, Mm -hmm. just like you need to do with UVC. Right. You've almost got to make it idiot proof where nobody can get into it. And, you know, where you're not in that situation where if the user uses it wrong, you know, they can hurt themselves. Right. You've got to kind of protect all the way around. So hence why we've got, you know, all these devices now have motion sensors and alarms and lights and, you know, all these precautionary measures to make sure that anybody knows it's happening. Yeah. I, I hate to bring this up, but I mean, that's how you know it's working. You know how strong it is based on its potency. Yeah. You, you, when, when they say you have to have all these precautionary measures, obviously, obviously it's doing something. Yeah. You know? Otherwise, you could just go stand in the room with it. You want, you know, you want proof, go stand in the room with it and, with it and see if you don't get a sunburn in, you know, 12 yeah. hours. I'm not you know? going to buy a welding torch that says, yeah, you don't need a, you don't need a, a uh, welding mask anymore. Yeah, just, no, you'll be, you'll be fine. 
You'll be You're like, that sounds like solder <laughs> to me. Like, no, no, no. It's a, it's a welding torch. You yeah. just don't need to use a, a welding mask anymore. Like, oh, really? yeah, no, you're not going to get sunburned. Nothing's going to happen. You'll be all right. I'm not going to use that welding torch. I'm going to, I'm going to use the welding torch that requires a welding mask, you know? Exactly. You know, it's just a lot of it at the end of the day is just common sense, you know, but again, there's, you know, there's always the person that doesn't have the common sense, but yeah. so you've got to be prepared for anyone. I'm not going to buy the, uh, the Harry Potter branded UV wand. I'm going to yeah. buy <laughs> Nemesis or the golden CUV with the, the warning labels and the, yeah. and the, the, code the safety locks, glasses, the whole thing, glasses. I mean, we, even with ours, everything we got right now, we include the UVC safety glasses and all the placards to put up on the doors and, you know, everything comes with it. So, cause that's the last thing we want is somebody not, you know, we're going to give you everything you need to make sure you stay safe. Do you, it's up to you to use it. Mm-hmm. Man. So fill me in on what the, what your guys in Vegas are kind of going through now on the load in process. It sounds like like they're staying safe, but they still have to unload trucks and they still have to hang gear. How's that, well, it's how's that pretty, going? It's pretty cool. The way it happened, um, we got everything ready and, you know, prepped. Of course, we had to build a bunch of UVC stuff. We had to retrofit a lot of things. Uh, Nevitt, Michael Nevitt changed the design quite a bit to, because we had to add a bunch of video. We, you know, we've done all that screen works, brought in more screens. It's, I mean, it's really a good looking setup. Michael did an absolutely fantastic job. Um, but what they ended up doing is they moved and loaded everything in before the lockdown at the hotel. So okay. they did a load in, but they also had to reduce the amount of stagehands that were there. So load in instead of taking, you know, what would normally take us a day to load in and be ready to focus that night took four days because okay. because of the way they unloaded and the precautionary measures and cleaning things when it came in, uh, you know, separating and not using as many stagehands and reducing the amount of people and just accepted that it was going to take longer. And, mm-hmm. and, and actually in actuality, they really got up, they gave them four days and, and all my guy, everything was up in two days. So they still hammered it out and got it in and, I mean, I think a lot of it was just that my crew guys and all my guys were just dying to do something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, this is great. It's a load in. <laughs> never, uh, never thought that somebody would be excited about doing a load in, but yeah. I would were. be excited to even put load in on my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> Heck, I'd, I haven't done a load in in a long time. I'd go do one. <laughs> oh, dude. I will toss my white gloves in the garbage to, oh, no. right. to lick that. some trust bolts right now. Oh, just anything. <laughs> I'm not licking trust bolts. But. <laughs> yeah, don't, well, if we UVC cleanse those bolts, it'd be fine. Don't, don't lick trust bolts these days. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I have Stacy. We've got that load in went great. Um, Stacy LaBarbera got all the, all the UVC stuff done. He headed that up and got it all into the system so the guys could use it. And uh, we've got some new engineers on staff because we did sensors in the rig and alarms in the rig and that kind of thing so that when it is being cleansed all that stuff's going off but uh you know now they're they're up and running the guys are in that you know that they're doing walkaways every day it doesn't ever load out so um they're going in there right now they're it's going to be about a two-month run and they're talking about extending it another month and then they may just take a break and do it the rest of the year so wow you know, who knows what their schedule, but I think it's working out right now as because it's all kind of in a groove. That but sounds like the new normal to me. It sounds like residencies, broadcast residencies are going to be the new normal where you yeah. load in and then you're going to need to stay there and broadcast it for a month or two to get your return on investment. You're going to yeah. have to stick tight because touring is not going to have a return on investment for some time. And, and I mean, right now, I don't even think you're going to see people wanting to tour, you know? It's, yeah. I mean, they want to, they just can't, yeah. you know, and they're not going to take the chance. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it's moving. And I think that uh, it's cool to be doing a gig for sure. You know, um, we, we've got a show going on. It's nice. And, you know, hopefully it'll run that way all year and keep all those guys employed. Yeah. So that's actually kind of why I reached out to you because you have a very strong track record of pivoting to meet what your clients are asking for. You're not the person to say like, Hey, I can't do that for you. You're the sort of person to go like, give me a little bit of time. I'll do some research and yeah. I'm going to provide that for you. Well, that's, that's why I've been doing so much consulting. I think, mean, you know, saying no is not really in my, 
nature. I can't, I can't, hence why I was never home either. Cause I can't say no is my, <laughs> here I go. All right, I'm going, you know, it's, uh, you know, Oh, Oh, we had an anniversary. Doggone it. I missed that. You know, <laughs> you're a default. Yes. Sort of guy. You're like, let's yeah. give me some time. I'm going to figure that out and I'm going to provide what I need for my clients. It's not, it's not the other way around. Yeah with you. It's, it's, uh, you find them a solution. You know, it's, there's always a solution and there always has been, you know, that's our field. I, we're a, a whole industry of problem solvers. Mm-hmm. That's what we all, that's the nature of our business. Uh, we, every day you're solving problems on every load in every show, every rehearsal, we're always just solving problems and it's just another problem. And, and all we have to do is figure out a way to solve it. And we can get most of these guys back to work. We can get people doing shows again. We can get sports back on TV. You know, there's, it's just got to be enough people willing to jump in there and go, okay, yeah, this may work. Let's do it. You know, and, you know, and it's slowly happening. I mean, we got, we had a shipment leave yesterday to several different places. You know, people are starting to, okay, let's try it. You know, and and I think the more it gets in people's hands and they realize it, they're going to go with it. You know, it's uh. It's funny. We just did a TV commercial just to show some of the items the other day. I had four hour window before the truck left with everything. So I, cause I can't keep anything in the office. It's always mm-hmm. leaving, but uh, we ran some of the UVC items in the, in the studio and we're doing this commercial. I wanted to cleanse it first because they had rented the studio out to a dance troupe the day before. And uh, we cleansed it for about an hour with three towers and we walked back in there and we went, what is what in the world is that smell? And one of the guys goes, that's clean air. <laughs> we walked in. It really was. We just smelt clean air. I haven't smelt clean air in that room. And so I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. It's just clean air. It, it smelled like when your grandmother would hang out the laundry and you'd bring it inside and, you know, smell it. It smelled clean like that. Uh, we, and we didn't even expect that. It was just something that happened. Uh, we, it's, it's actually ionizing the air. So we had turned off the air conditioners. We weren't running the air conditioners in the room. So we had the towers in there. So there's no air circulating. So it ionized all the air in the room. It was amazing. (laughs) That is such a positive unintended consequence right there. I know. We we did not expect it at all. As opposed to the sprays and stuff, which you have their place. But for, for you to just be able to smell ionized, clean, disinfected air for the first time in a long time. That's yeah, it was literally refreshing. It was, it literally was, we were, we were all laughing and high-fiving, you know, or knuckle bumping or whatever you want to, you know, Yeah. (laughs) but it was great. You know, it's uh, it was a really nice unexpected surprise. I, maybe I'm over, over speaking this one, but it almost sounds like we've just kind of reversed some of the, some of the toxic stuff that we've put into the air in the, in the last few decades. And we're actually taking steps to regress in the way that maybe we're just kind of like fixing some of the things that some of the problems that we've caused. I mean, yeah, I I, I might be overspeaking there, but I don't think you are. I mean, even look at China. They, they, I mean, they were talking about how some cities saw blue sky for the first time in, you know, tens of years. Yeah. That says something. I mean, when you start shutting down and the, and things clear out, you know, we've just grown accustomed to the way things smell and the pollution and everything else. You know, at some point you got to step back and go, whoa, what what are we really doing here? You know, yeah, we maybe really we are we maybe we really are destroying everything, and maybe this is our own fault. You know, oh, yeah. you know, we can get that's a whole nother podcast. That's right a whole other, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the ways we I'd can need a couple of bottles here. of wine to figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one, one problem at a time here. We're just, yeah, like, yeah I can't world world saving. It's not my, that's not me. But. <laughs> but honestly, that is what we're talking about here. We are talking about how we pro- solve problems and how this is, this is a problem. We're not trying to sell a product here. We're trying to solve a problem that is, it's kind of a crippling problem right now. Yeah, it is. And, so. you know, and the sad part is on top of this is all the, you know, we as people find other ways to try to 
you know, cover up things like all the riots and the police and, the, and all the stuff, other items that have been going on, which is not good. And, you know, and it's like the time when we should all be coming together as one and now everybody's dividing up over something else is, you know, I don't know. I've just, it's not my, not my method, but I, I think that this should have brought us all way closer together than, than separating. And now it seems like everybody's trying to separate even more, you know, which is sad. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you and I, the, one of the things I definitely miss about our sitting at the console is you and I totally don't agree on a lot of things, but man, when we sit to the, sit together at the console, we can figure out a way to agree and find common ground and Absolutely. solve some problems. Like, like nobody's business. Anybody can. We all have our own opinions. Absolutely. But, but getting along and working together and being friends is about adapting to each other's beliefs. You know, it's, yeah, that's what we do. I mean, how many times have you been sitting? I mean, I, I you know, I've programmed with Peter Morse for most of my life, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I have Peter and me, I, I, I've, I've probably been with him more than I've been with my wife during my period of life. But, you know, Peter would make a look, you know, and, and you might not necessarily like it, but he likes it. So, okay, we'll go with it. Yeah. You know, I give him a little grief every now and then, but you know, but you know, most of the time and you know, he'll, he'll probably be upset yeah, that yeah, they're always good, Peter. They're always good. No, I actually did. A, I don't know if you've heard it yet, but I did a podcast with Peter and he mentioned you by name and said that what a great guy you are and how he, uh, he likes to kind of get under your skin sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's what we do. It's, uh, yeah. you know, I love him. He's, uh, he's part of my life. He's part of my family, really. Uh, you know, I, I, there's not a thing on this planet I wouldn't do for him. And half the reason I'm where I'm at is because of Peter. So, you know, yeah, he, he's the, he's the dad, the dad scenario guy in my life, you know, um, which is really great. Not that you're that old, Peter. Um, <laughs> I uh, I can't remember if he did it on or off the recording, and I might get in trouble for this, but he was actually talking about how he enjoys kind of doing things to guys to try and get them to go out of their bubble and kind of not pester or not annoy, but, you know, just kind of persist. All right, I can give you one. I'll give you one here. This oh, is let's great. hear it. So Troy Eckerman, I finally got him to get Troy Eckerman to come in and help me program a show years ago with what Peter was doing. And we were both sitting at the consoles and I had, it's back when you had to split up the hard edge and the soft edge, you know, and all that good stuff. So I had one console and Troy was on the other. And I finished the little chase that Peter wanted me to make. And I was done sitting back waiting. And uh, Troy was over there still clicking away, trying to get his cues done. And Peter would, in his normal fashion, go, Wouldn't say a word, <laughs> and Troy just keep clicking. And Peter, ten seconds later, people like, oh. <laughs> just kept making these noises. So finally, Troy just kind of stops and he goes, "Peter, I know you'll find that I'm not exactly the fastest programmer out there, but if you do ask around, you'll find that I'm just a really nice guy." <laughs> And that was it. Peter was all, they were all laughing and it was all great. You know, it's, uh, that's just Peter. He likes, that's what Peter does, you know, and it's what makes him who he is. I love it. Yeah. That's a, that's a perfect example of how like, yeah, if, even if we're on each other's nerves, we should all just be able to point out like, Hey, let's, let's all just be nice to each other right now. Yeah. And, just sit back a minute. And, you know, and, you know it, uh, that's one thing I can say about people in our industry. We're generally, we may not all have the same opinions on everything, but we generally always all get along and we, we mm -hmm. adapt to everything. And, and I think a lot of other industries could adapt to the way that our industry actually works. You know, it's uh yeah, we do. I mean, you know, we might have political opinions. We all have different opinions, but it, it, you know, none of that matters when we're doing a show together, you know? Yeah. And this is, this is way off topic, but a lot of the stuff that you and I would say to each other in person or Peter Morse or Troy, the things that we say to each other, if you can see our faces, when we say it, you're like, ah, he's clearly just joking with me. He's ribbing me right now. Yeah. But when you see it online, you're like, holy shit, what the hell did Chris just say to Eric? That was some <laughs> messed up shit. Like, nah, you kind of have to see it the you way just, Chris said it to Eric. You, you know, weren't there. You weren't there. <laughs> 
And sometimes I see, I see a lot of people getting like secondhand offended. Oh you know, like, yeah. What did Chris just say to Eric? That's offensive. Like, no, I said that to Eric. Cause I know that Eric isn't going to get offended by that. Yeah. But uh, if you see it secondhand, they're like, Oh man, I'm super offended for Eric. You're like, no, you're not. Yeah. And then they'll put that on Facebook. I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I, I, the one thing I refuse to do is get in arguments with people on Facebook. I, I just can't do it. It's just kind of, to me, it's just childish and it's just not worth, I, I've got, my energy can be spent somewhere else much better than that. Mm. I mean, I'll go build a fence first, you know, I'm going to go wash a car. I, I don't need to argue with somebody on Facebook about something, you know, so and, yeah, you know, and that's what that ca is causing. I mean, people, you know, they get, people are getting offended for other people when they really don't even know what, what this conversation was about. Yeah. That's a, that's a major reason why I'm enjoying this podcasting more than uh, a lot of the other webinars and stuff these is because this is, it's just a long form conversation between two people. And it's, this is kind of what we're missing these days. Yeah, so. it is. You know, I mean, in the eighties, we did it in the back lounge, but you know, now it's, <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I would much rather have this conversation over a, uh, over a pint or uh, in the back lounge or even the front lounge or sitting at a console, but yeah. here we are. And it's what it is. A new norm, you know, we'll, right on. We'll, we'll adapt. That hour just flew by uh, as oh, ex exactly the way I kind of imagined it would uh, talking with you, Eric. <laughs> that was quick. I didn't realize it's been an hour already. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time. I will definitely make sure to link your website. I will definitely put, send everybody to crossfadedesign.com so they can kind of get a look at what you're up to and where they can uh, reach out to you to get some Nemesis products. And, yeah, absolutely. What if, whatever we can do to help anybody, you know, I, I've, I'm going to actually start reaching out. I'm hoping we can get some of these installs going so I can offer some road guys some work. You know, that would be huge for us. Um, you know, for us right now, it's just trying to get people back to work. Ditto. Anyway we can. Absolutely. Thanks, Eric. All right. Good talking to you, brother. Always. Always.